0: to another episode of the Miles Offside Podcast, where we talk a little bit of football and a whole lot of nonsense. My name is Oscar Puente, also known as Footy From Afar, and with me, as always, is Mr. 100% Ian Stimson and super producer Chuck Bailey. Why do you feel the need to do it? I don't, <laughs> I don't get
1: it. It just
2: confuses people. Everyone knows Chuck's clearly the reliable one, and I'm the one that does There's all the work. nothing super about me. <laughs>
0: Hey, you're driving now. That's pretty super. How's how's it going with the driving? Let's get an update on driver.
1: Why, why is it that all three of all all three of our teams won for once in football that we talk <laughs> about? And this is where we're going with it.
0: Yeah. Well, <laughs> I want to hear about your life. How you doing?
1: I drive a car. Yeah.
0: All right. Good. And Ian, how's it going with that 48 stone?
2: Badly, actually. I've had a bad week, and I've basically put everything back on. Yeah. So I've had a couple of I've had a couple of good weeks. I've enjoyed myself.
0: That's how it goes. Yeah. Two good, one real bad, and then you just end up back where you were. Yeah, never no mind. Yeah. I've been eating Pizza Hut all weekend, so I can relate.
2: <laughs> nice. So, I mean, competitive or non-competitive? Just training?
0: Non-competitive. No, no 92-ounce steaks. <laughs> okay. Good. Is that what that guy was going for? 98 pounds? 90 er, ounces? 98 92 ounces? pounds?
1: That would be impressive. <laughs> That'd
0: be quite the steak. <laughs> That'd be quite the man. I'm surprised they'd have a food challenge like that in England. That felt that felt very American. For our listeners that don't know, someone that we know knows someone who went for like a ninety six ounce steak challenge in Bristol, <laughs> of all places. Yeah.
1: No, there's <laughs> there's there is a chain of places called Man versus Food.
0: Oh.
2: Oh yeah, there was one near uh yeah, there was one near Skye, actually. I never frequented, I was always a bit scared of it, but
0: uh Yeah. Well you would have ended up fifty stone at that rate, you know, you gotta be careful well, exactly, with that. Yeah. Well this is it. That uh, time. All right, well, let's get to it. Enough with the banter. Uh, have I thoroughly sated <coughs> all our listeners to pretend that we're all like normal people? Are we ready to do the thing we get paid the big bucks to do? Oh,
2: the huge bucks. <laughs> Dripping in Lamborghinis, <laughs> I am.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, well, let's get started, as we always do, with our <clears throat> rapid, rapid, rapid-fire news. Gentlemen, as Chuck alluded to earlier... The biggest and only news story this week because fuck rapid fire news. All three of our teams won. <laughs> yes.
2: The miles offside treble. It never happens. It, it never, never happens.
1: happens. As rare as the tooth of a hen.
0: <laughs> Gross, but okay. <laughs> Yeah, so fuck the news stories. There was something about Ronaldinho with a passport real sad, more coronavirus <laughs> stuff, whatever, whatever. I wanna hear about the posh. I wanna hear about Palace. I wanna talk about Chelsea. I want us to have an extra half hour to just revel in our happiness and glory. It's about fucking time. So let's start off with League One. Ian, take it away. How did, how did the Posh get on this week?
2: Yes, yeah, so that was a crunch game against Portsmouth. Uh at home, we won two nil.
1: Or was it 2-0 uh, in
2: the end i thought it was 1-0 no no it was 2-0 two, two in the end um that the one that I, the goal that i posted on the uh, twitter account was the um second goal the most route one goal you've ever seen ah, where the keeper just boots it the whole way up the field it bounces once tony his only touch puts it in the goal yeah beautiful i mean that was a really important one as i said to you guys and that puts us up to fourth um everyone from fourth to eighth is on 59 points so wow. it is tight as a Nats chuff and uh, yeah, I mean we we really needed that win. I think I think then you've got ninth is I can't remember now Doncaster or someone, and they're a couple of points off. And then it's down to Ipswich, who have played two more games and are well off the pace. So yeah, is anyone from ninth upwards can still still finishing the playoffs, it's so tight.
0: Well, there might be nine other teams in and around that conversation, but you'll be happy to know I have the 538 numbers pulled up in front of me. Oh,
2: go, go, go. I'm excited. Mr.
0: Stimson, other than Coventry City, Coventry, Coventry, how do you guys yep, say Yeah, Coventry, it?
1: you were right. Yep. You said it like a New Englander.
0: I know, I know. I've been <laughs> here enough years now that it's fucking rubbing off on me. But other than Coventry, uh, you guys have the highest percentage to get promoted. Really? Above, because who else is it? rotherham are in second aren't they yeah they're also on 40 percent. oh okay you guys rotherham and oxford are all at about 40 percent. oxford on 39 okay for straight promotion you guys are 60 percent to make the playoffs
2: blimey okay that's higher than i might have thought it's just so tight i don't know how to call mm. it and there's some good teams around there as well that's the other thing like portsmouth always feel like they should be higher than league one you know sunderland feel like they should be higher than league one you know they all feel like big teams
1: We've had that feeling about Portsmouth for about five years now.
2: That is true. And so I think
1: if that is the case, and they still can't get out of League One, you're absolutely right. Their level probably is League One
2: now. Uh, Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. But I just I've seen them play in the Premier League, and it's it's a struggle to get over that. You know, Peterborough have never been close. Sunderland, I've never
1: had that issue with they've always been a league one team to me <laughs> playing above their yeah, <laughs>
2: station fair enough yeah
0: well and I think you also have the opposite bias too where you're like not inclined to think of Pasha as one of those good teams but you are one yeah. of the good teams right there like you're like oh there's other good teams like no, no no you're one of the best teams in that conversation
2: definitely we are in league one but it's just a case of you know Peterborough, Peterborough's highest finish ever has been 10th in the championship and apart from that it's been sort of relegation around the championship. You know, we've never Mm. made that jump properly. So, Mm. yeah, while we can consider ourselves one of the better teams in League One, and we maybe should think of ourselves among Portsmouth and Sunderland and that sort of thing, it's a struggle, just mentally. It's a struggle to get Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see Coventry and Rotherham there, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, you know, we should be be above them. But, (laughs) yeah, it's just sort of like, yeah, you see the odd team, and you're just sort of like... Oh, and Portsmouth, you know, last, I spoke about it before last season, went to see Portsmouth end our unbeaten run in a terrible fashion where we just got tonked at home. So it was nice to do it the other way. And, um, yeah, good performance by uh, the goalkeeper, Dan Butler, our new left back, got one of the goals. So, yeah, it was all good stuff.
0: You'd love to see it. All right, well, that's uh, that's our update from League One Island <laughs> over at the Posh. <laughs> Which means we can take it up to the big leagues. And speaking of teams afraid of success and not willing to admit when they're doing well, Chuck, why don't you tell us all about Crystal Palace? One Watford, 0, 0. 0.9 to zero point five on XG, so a pretty solidly deserved win there, Palace.
1: That's all right. I did kind of suspect after Watford beat Liverpool that they wouldn't, they probably wouldn't replicate it against Palace because it's two different, it's two completely different setups, like. There's no way in hell Palace are going to attack that game because we don't. <laughs> We've just won three games 1-0 on the bounce, for God's sake. like
0: Neither did Liverpool. Hey-oh! Oh.
1: But yeah, we shithoused Watford. It was great. We been physical, uh, winding up their players, which is lovely to see, winding up their mascot, which is even lovelier to see, and he's getting all precious now, the knobhead. Oh, really? Ha- Harry the Hornets, yeah, he's a knob. Yeah? Yeah, he's renowned as being a bit of a wrong and... And no one really likes him. And then he's had, like, altercations with players and tried to, like, wind them up by simulating diving. Uh, oh, yes, towards of course, the yeah, and yeah, Those yeah. kind of things. And then the Palace media team were doing a video where, like, they, they had him in the video that got shown pre-match without his, like, hat on. And yeah. it was just, like, the headline on the side. And then he's saying, like, uh, that we were trying to endanger him or something like that bearing in mind all over his social media is his picture and the fact that he has named himself and himself as harry hornet
2: oh fuck off then mate yeah
1: fuck off his real name in the bio and then it's at h hornet or something like that so you're like right. knob off just trying to cry about it uh but it's good it was lovely uh jordan Ayu is uh the greatest player of all time uh, <laughs> he has now scored eight goals for the season Uh, Yes, please. (laughs) Just good. Just good. Just good vibes.
0: When's the last time you guys had a double-digit striker? Because that's plenty of possibility between now and the end of the season.
1: Well, player would be Milivojevic. Oh, yeah. Penalties. Last year. Striker would have been Benteke two years ago. Okay. Uh, I think 14 goals in the league he got that year
0: when he came over. I thought you guys had scored, like, 20 goals in your entire
1: <laughs> Premier League <laughs> Yeah, career. you did, you did, specifically. 451 <laughs> now, thank you very much.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, but no, good things. Three wins, three clean sheets. In fact, yeah, all of us, we didn't just win this week, we all kept clean sheets as well. Yeah, so, good That's right.
0: the really, really rare thing about <laughs> Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> Everything had to align for this shit to happen. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that's it done for this season. So there you go um are we gonna do a 45 minute segment on chelsea now um <laughs> no i
0: really thought you guys were gonna want like a full 20 minutes to tell me about palace and why they're gonna finish in european <laughs> spots and
1: i mean it's, it, people just need to look at the fixture list and see why we're gonna finish in the top in the european spots now aren't you piece of piss i really hope we beat bournemouth <laughs> next week relegate being part of relegating bournemouth that would just be oh you'd love ah-
2: that wouldn't you yeah oh lovely mm,
0: are you anti bournemouth as well
2: He's anti Eddie Howe, specifically.
1: Every team on the south coast, I think, can knob off. Apart from
2: maybe Portsmouth. Portsmouth, I'm all right with. Okay, that's the south dealt with. The north coming up later.
0: Don't like anyone north of London. Don't like anyone south of London. (laughs) Don't like anyone in
2: London. We are simultaneously the most international and London-centric podcast I think (laughs) there's there's ever been. I mean, really. No one outside London listens. And then California and Virginia, apparently.
1: There's a goalkeeper that plays for Everton called Virginia.
0: And one of the more famous goalkeepers for Everton was an American from, I believe, Virginia. Is Tim Howard from Virginia? Did I just make that up? I think so. It
1: feels like it. But anyway, all of our games that are left are a against teams that are above us pretty much so let's look up let's look up the league let's go on a march let's go play some bin men in azerbaijan that's all i'm gonna say (laughs) it would be typical if we finally qualified for europe and coronavirus happens and no european competitions next year yeah see Um, see it
2: happening so
1: yeah
0: yeah man city's band is coming at the right time (laughs) or will they make them serve it after the uh in the after times (laughs)
1: when
0: society picks itself back up and decides it still wants to play soccer
1: besides people don't need to buy 200 rolls of toilet paper oh what the fuck is that
2: about honestly who's who's shitting
0: that much (laughs) i mean the three of us probably
2: (laughs) (laughs) well i can't now i've got a rash of my shits but it's it's not norovirus it's coronavirus there's you know how many toilet rolls do you think you'd need for two weeks
0: uh me if you were home 24 7 so like if you were stuck in your house For two straight weeks, how many rolls of toilet paper would you go through? Um, Two weeks.
2: I could probably manage with one. One individual roll? Yeah, for me, not for the family.
1: Yeah, yeah. It'll be one for you and eight for Kelly, because women, for some reason, it's just all the toilet paper goes. I don't understand why. Happy International Women's Day, guys.
2: (laughs) And she's a vegan. Awful, awful business. What, so she eats it? No, but she shits a lot.
0: Oh, (laughs) Not the joke I thought you were going to make, but okay. <laughs> I thought you were like, oh, because they use it with their makeup or... no, nope, nope, just <laughs> She just shits a lot.
1: And all the vegans make their own fertilizer,
2: so they... Yeah. I mean, yeah, maybe I do go through more than one, actually. But anyway, I got my shopping delivered today and I ordered, like, cause, just because I needed one, not because I'm fucking panic buying like a wanker, but I ordered nine toilet rolls and uh, only four came because that's all they had.
1: Because they'd been nicked out of the packet? Was it still a nine pack? No, no, it wasn't still a nine nine pack, yeah.
2: The delivery driver was like, I'm having these away. No, it was... was,
1: He had five mysterious
0: bulges in his pocket.
1: (laughs) I don't understand. Just go in the shower, guys. Wash it off. There you go. Job done. It's also because people are all buying beans. If you don't buy all the beans, you don't need all the toilet roll. (laughs) That's it. Uh, Simple cause and effect.
0: I did go to the supermarket. I'm like... Monday and spent like a hundred bucks on beans and rice just in case like (laughs) you just sit in the corner for the next year and then if I for whatever reason end up quarantined there's my food for those two weeks you know what I mean
2: no one's gonna really suffer if they go to the supermarket and can't find beans or can't find rice I might suffer if I go to the supermarket and can't find toilet roll
1: I don't think you'll suffer so much as the people in the supermarket when you make a dirty protest
2: (laughs) exactly well if I if I can't If I can't tidy myself up, I'm just going to shit here. (laughs) I'm
1: just just going to wipe it on your dress, madam.
0: Uh, Did you see the people in Florida getting in a fight over toilet paper? No. I mean,
1: it's Florida, so, you know.
0: Yeah, they don't even know about coronavirus yet. That was just a regular Tuesday. Just
2: something that happened.
0: (laughs) Hey-oh. Let's start alienating American places, too. That'll go well. Uh, Um, We've
2: never had any listeners in Florida, to my knowledge.
1: So, Chelsea, Oscar, you want to talk about Chelsea?
0: Yeah, 4-0 felt real good. Um, a bit overperforming on the finishing. You know, when William scores a shot like that and Mount scores shots like that, that's yeah. gonna flatter the scoreline. Those were good chances, but not like, you know, two yards out chances. So the, it was 4-0, but the XG had it at 2.3 to 0.4. Still a very, very solid win. Everton had nothing in this match. Like, we just bossed them from the beginning.
2: I was, because I made the move last week when Vardy was, uh, the team sheet came out early and Vardy was uh, obviously not on it Mm -hmm. and I had 10 minutes to make a move and it was either Dominic Calvert-Lewin or Giroud and I was very happy that that got, because he got nothing of the ball at all. Evan did not create anything to bother you at all. Nope. So I was very happy with that transfer. Yeah, and Giroud scored two weeks in a row now, right? assist first week goal this week so
0: yeah. Ah there you go returning to weeks in a row.
1: And that's quite weird because Everton have got a really shitty run coming up, haven't they? So Have they? Yeah, they've got like they just obviously they just had Chelsea, uh they blank then they've got Liverpool, uh Leicester, uh Spurs. Uh, that's quite easy actually then Southampton, <laughs> um, then Wolves, then Villa. So it's a bit mixed.
2: Yeah, it certainly starts. Yeah, that sounds like they're not. They're going to be struggling for points mm. for a few weeks, definitely.
0: Yeah, and I think there are any last hopes other European sort of places are pushing for those. We're done and dusted after that loss because um, yeah. 538 has them down to 1%. We're up to 80%, which is feeling mighty, mighty good. We are going to qualify for the cancelled European tournament next year.
1: Is that, is that just Europe, by the way, or is that just yeah, Champions League? Yeah, that's just Champions League.
0: League. That's oh, Champions League.
1: okay. That's better.
0: Yeah, sorry. I know I'm being a dickhead, you know, big team elitist when I say Europe and I mean Champions League, but...
1: No, because I thought maybe the percentages were Europe and so that it just meant that, oh, you're probably 80% likely to get Europa League and you were just hiding no. the
0: facts from us. <laughs> no, no, no. I was just being a, a pompous asshole instead. Nah, One of the two, really. But yeah, it felt real good. Um we ran out two people I had never seen play before, which was really nice. One of whom I knew the name but couldn't have told you his position. And one of whom I don't think I had ever heard of at all. Um, so we're really, really getting down to like the youngest of people. <laughs> like
1: Younger. We had <laughs> three 18-year-olds younger.
0: on the pitch at the same time. And we've now broken the record, our own record rather, for the most teenagers in a Chelsea season. Six teenagers have played for us this year. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I got to say, I was very worried coming into the match because we had none of our preferred front six midfield or attackers. Pulisic is out. Um Arguably, I think Callum Hudson-Odoi would be preferred if he was healthy, but you could argue that Willian was there, so at least there's that. Mm-hmm. Tammy was out. Conte's out. Jorginho was suspended because of yellow card accumulation. Kovacic got injured on Tuesday. Um Ruben isn't even back yet. We Our midfield to start the match was Mason mount Billy Gilmore, who's about thirteen years old, I think. And Ross fucking Barkley. So the fact that we won at all is a miracle with that midfield.
1: Yeah, you know, Ross Barkley coming back to haunt Everton.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did have a good day too. Like this was I was getting a ton of messages on Twitter from like Adam and other people that were like all the people you hate are doing well today. How's that feel? I was like, it feels pretty fucking great to be up 4-0. I don't mind at all.
1: <laughs> You'll take it. <laughs> yeah, I think, um,
0: I think I'm okay with Barkley getting a goal if it means we win. Like, Yeah. Uh, but it felt real good. You know, we were we are much like people's seasonal depression. Like, you know, the clocks right. changed back in the fall, and we all got real dark, and Chelsea stopped scoring, and it was fun times ended. Oh, the clocks right. changed okay. back today in America. Spring is here. I'm rocking my tank top and my Chelsea hat. You know, I'm I'm like hashtag party vibes, like just at the beginning of the year.
1: You are rocking the frat boy look.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Frankie the frat boy. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's go. It's good times. Pulisic and Tammy and Ruben are all supposed to be back imminently. We're going to be knocked out of Europe by Bayern Munich, but that's fine. Like that, That was almost inevitable. Yeah, that's... That hurts, but like... You, you you can understand it, at least, you know what I mean?
1: That's that's not really a shock that that happens, that one of the exactly. best teams in the world beats an incredibly inexperienced team and inexperienced manager. like this,
0: and, and full of injuries, too. Like, we caught them at the worst possible time with injuries. We've been having a rough go of it. I, f- I was seeing a stat that, like, nine of our 12 most-minuted players coming into, like, Christmas are now out and have been out for long term. Something like that. Like, all of our dudes are fucking hurt right now. But it didn't matter today. It was good times all around. Shall we talk about some other teams then, I guess?
1: Well, I mean, if we're going to say good times today, then, you know, Man City did had a good time, didn't they, guys? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, but uh, Man United have to be one of the teams in the hottest form in the league at this point, right? They've been, like I, we were talking about, like since Bruno came in, which would be approximately, what, the last like five matches since the end of the window? They have been looking like a completely different team and i think that really came to head today against city they won 2 2 to 0 uh 1.7 to 0.6 on xg so not really a fluke of a scoreline particularly and they they looked in control
1: all year they've been good against the bigger teams like they're set up to punch above their weight like ole ole's done the double against man city he's done the double against chelsea already beaten tottenham once i feel i feel like don't check it um <laughs> Drew once with Liverpool. They were before uh, Watford were the only team to take points off Liverpool this year. And that's because counter-attacking wise they are very well set up because that's generally when you need teams to be able to punch above their weight. And so looking at their selection and playing five defenders and two holding midfielders and then just having Fernandes to spray balls out to Marshall and Daniel James, who are both very quick, uh, it didn't surprise me.
0: Yeah, but I think that's exactly the difference. Like you just said, they had Fernandez to spray those balls. Whereas before that, when Pogba wasn't healthy, they had no one.
1: They still beat the good teams without him. But I do find it funny that they're like trusting Oli. Like, yeah, he'll get the young players playing. And now it's like, yeah, Oli's done really well. Ignore the fact we spent 70 million quid on this guy. Like, he still (laughs) did spend a lot of money. I'll, I'll eat my words a bit because obviously I did say, let's... Wait and see because they've spent loads of money on players before and it hasn't necessarily worked out. But Fernandez, I suppose because he's already played a lot of football this year, has just kind of come in and hit the ground running very, very quickly. Um, And he's good. He's very very good to watch and kind of links that team and and takes control uh, because he was captain at Sporting before. Yeah, it's annoying. I want United to be shit. But, <laughs> but there is a sort of... I'm at the point now where it's like, ah, fuck City. Like I'll just laugh at them for being shit.
0: Yeah, that was not a good
1: performance. Fun stat for Adam. Man City have now lost more games than Arsenal this year. So, in the league. Um, I mean, Arsenal have still won the same number of games as Newcastle, but...
0: (laughs) So, draws? (laughs) Lots of draws is what I'm hearing.
1: Uh, 13, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Stats are fun. Stats are fun. Do you worry then, Oscar, because obviously Chelsea... Have kind of come back a bit. It, yeah. th- does that make you a bit more worried? Because now they're three points. They're still three points behind. Obviously, today was quite a big win, an emphatic win as well. Like you haven't scored more than two in a game for quite a while. I don't feel. But are you a little bit worried at seeing United actually sort of clicking together?
0: Um, the answer to that depends on if you're on my side of the. Will City's ban actually have any effect next year? Or on your side of the World Cities ban not have any effect next year? I think they gave them two years so that knowing that when it went through the appeals process, like if it does get reduced at all, it would get reduced. They're not going to throw it out completely. They would reduce it to one year. So I think that was just kind of like when you go into negotiation, you bid high so that you end up at the price you actually want. Um, so I do think that they're not going to be in Europe next year, which it's or in the Champions League next it, year. Rather, not how
2: it should be with a disciplinary process, is it? <laughs> it's no, just but, a it's, negotiation. but it's the reality of the
0: world, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think that fifth place will make Champions League. So in that regard, I'm I'm like almost not at all worried. I mean, if I had to put a number on it specifically, I would say 21% worried because that's what 538 has <laughs> has the chances of us not making it. Because um, we're we're at 79 right now. If it was just Chelsea and United fighting for just fourth place, then I would be slightly concerned because they're three points behind us, but they're in hotter form, and we are still just at the whimsy of injuries. Like We're just waiting for injuries to come back, so who knows how long that could be. Pulisic has been almost back a couple of other times.
1: For about three months.
0: Yeah, since I think the last time he played was January 1st or something like that. Um, this time is like, it, it's like the most, we're getting like official stuff from Frank as opposed to just like rumors from in the know accounts and stuff. But Frank said like, oh, they played, they're not quite match ready, but they are healthy. Him and Ruben. But again, you never know. Like Callum just re-aggravated something in training, which is really fucking annoying. So if it was just to do of a sure. but we're now, what, five points clear of wolves who are the next biggest threat. Seven points clear of Tottenham, eight points clear of Arsenal, and I'm on. Like, no offense to them, but I'm not even counting Sheffield in the conversation, which is maybe unfair, but like, whatever.
1: Maybe unfair, but I think at this point they don't give a shit. Like, (laughs) they're on forty three points in March. Like, they're good. Yeah,
0: yeah, they're yeah, 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 exactly. And so I think like, other than United, the only one that I'd even be even remotely concerned about potentially catching us is is Wolves. Um, And, like, Arsenal are talking themselves back into the conversation. They're only one point behind Tottenham now, but, like, I think they're just putting themselves into the conversation for bringing St. Tottenham's Day back. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
1: it does seem to be that way, like, if we talk about those, because Arsenal, I mean, West Ham had a million chances in that game, and somehow Arsenal got the win. Um, Yeah. But they're actually looking like they're kind of getting their shit together again. You know, they've had three wins on the bounce now, unbeaten in five. Uh, A little bit more cohesive, whereas Tottenham, Mourinho just seems to be sabotaging constantly just to try and build up that money chest for the summer.
0: I do think Mourinho is kind of in an impossible situation. The squad was broken and old and bad by the time he came in, and then Son and Kane being injured. Just... Yeah. Yeah,
1: they should still be better than this, like if you're a good manager.
0: I can't see a fix to that solution, and I know he's smarter than me, but I don't know that there even is affixed to that solution i don't think he's handling it particularly well even within that yes but like, i don't know what else they could do they just don't have players
1: yeah but they should still be doing better in these games
0: yeah the the starting five center backs was weird i saw the lineup and i was like what the fuck is this gonna be <laughs> <laughs> um and it was not good uh tottenham were unbelievably lucky because cue the jingle Oh,
2: they're better than they ought to be. Burnley of the week.
0: They got Burnley of the week against the OG of the category against Burnley <laughs> themselves. A 1 1 draw, but Burnley had 3.4 XG in that match. And Tottenham was only 1.1. So, like, they got more than three times as much as Tottenham on XG.
1: The joint XG of Burnley and Newcastle was, like, nearly 6.5. Yeah. This week. And they yeah. scored two two goals between them. And it's really confusing <laughs> to my brain how these numbers are happening.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean Alan So Maximan getting a goal. Lovely. He loves it, doesn't he? He absolutely yeah. loves it. It's annoying though because there was a little glimmer of hope that Steve Bruce had been slagging him off and I thought maybe, just maybe, Newcastle will be really shit, get relegated, <laughs> and then Palace can get him and everything will be fine and right with the world because he is just a Palace player. He should be at Palace.
2: <laughs> He's amazing.
0: Yeah, instead now people are noticing, so he's going to get almost signed by Palace and end up at West Ham instead. West Ham, yes.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But you're right, Steve Bruce did have a little tickle at him in the post-match, didn't he? He sort of said uh, he was a little bit selfish.
0: Yeah,
1: no, he had before that match. And then, yeah, like you just said, I saw the post-match of this one. He's like, well, he's... A bit selfish. It's like, but then he's taking his goal really, really well. And like, well, fuck off. What is it then? Man? Yeah,
2: what do you want? Come on. He's just won you the game for fuck's sake. Look
1: at the players around him. Like, <laughs> would you trust any of the. I wouldn't trust half of them with like looking up, holding my bag for a second. Never mind with putting a ball in the back of a net.
2: Quite. He is the only exciting thing about that team. And it's just like, yeah. I'm not sure about Brucey's uh, line of thought there really. Just He just
1: wants everything to be so dull, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, I he think just so, wants yeah. no he's that teacher in school that doesn't want a smart kid, doesn't want a stupid kid, just wants loads of average, quiet kids that he can just make do work and he can just sit there and then exist. Yeah. As he whiles away the years to retire. Oh, it
2: is weird. Newcastle are scoring no goals. They're sort of also conceding no goals at the minute. I mean the two Nami are going to be getting bored as fuck, aren't they? I mean, geez. He's the only shining light that wants to do anything with the ball. So it's like, let him fucking do it then.
0: Um, I don't, but I don't want to move on too quick. Let's go back for a second to talk about Tottenham because I think that is worth... First of all, who doesn't want to bash Mourinho? I know you're in on that, Chuck. But I, you know, the idea that Arsenal are catching them is, is blatantly hilarious because if you go back to when they first announced the ban for City... They were up to 50% to make the Champions League spots, and now they are very far away from that. They have been piss-fucking-poor in the last, like, three weeks or so. I don't know. They're down to 10% now, and Arsenal are at seven.
1: Yeah, and Ar- but Arsenal have been at that percentage for, like, what feels a long time. Right, exactly. So it's Tottenham that have, like, severely fallen. So it's not so much Arsenal are catching up. It's just Tottenham uh, have just had a nap.
2: Either or, either or. By the way, by the way, end
1: result, end result's the same. <laughs> Eric Dyer jumping into the stands to fight the fans because they slacked off his brother or something.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah. Jeez, I was having flashbacks to 2004 in the uh, the NBA over here because there was a very very horrific incident. Yeah. What happened? Do you not know this? Have you guys not seen this like footage or whatever? No, I think Oh, so. this was like the darkest, darkest times for the NBA. Like, this was right after Jordan had retired. They, like, the league hadn't quite found its identity. It was going through a very, very, like, defensive phase tactically. Everybody was just big and strong, but it played ugly, ugly basketball. Right. And there was – I forget how it all instigated. There was a fight that started on the court between players. And then someone in the stands threw a beer – Jeez. at one of the basket, at one of the players and they went up into the crowd and were just swinging oh my and basketball Lord. players are like <laughs> seven feet tall and 350 yeah. pounds of pure muscle
1: don't aggravate them
0: no it was horrifying like genuinely one of the worst things to ever happen in basketball ever there was like a whole fucking riot fans were like getting knocked the fuck out by these giant players it was the detroit pistons so when I saw Dyer running up into the stands, I was like, oh, my God, what is this going to be? Because like, I'm
2: well, it's not, it doesn't sound the same, does it?
0: No, nah, but it was classic English fighting. It was just handbags. Like... <laughs>
2: yeah. And, uh, too, he had to get across about 15 rows seats. of seats. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and It yeah. was just
2: like, <laughs> at no point is sort of like his brain kicking in and going, maybe I won't do this. Nope. Charging on. Yeah. Why not?
0: <laughs> He's like, excuse me. Excuse me. Terribly sorry. Pardon me. So sorry. Excuse me. Pardon me.
2: Everyone's just in the aisles watching him like, what?
0: Yeah,
1: what's going on here? <laughs> Is it clear yet what he was actually...
0: No, something to do with s- someone insulting his brother, but... Yeah, I... the first thing I heard was racism, but then that turned out to be just like uh, totally I think made up. that's out. just internet. Yeah, that was fake. That was totally fake from what I understand, yeah. Uh, Mourinho wasn't even mad at him, though, afterwards. I don't know if you saw in the press conference. No, he was too busy having a go at Ndenbole. <laughs> <laughs> Different press conference.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. In two subsequent ones, actually, yeah. Yeah. He, he's dug out in Dombale. But to be fair, like if the guy's the record signing for a club, he should probably be getting played more.
0: A lot of stats heads think he has a an undisclosed injury that is not enough to keep him out, but like severely debilitating his ability to perform to his highest level.
1: So what what he should
2: do is injure himself.
0: <laughs> he should for real injure himself so that Mourinho doesn't talk shit about him anymore. <laughs> like,
2: Mourinho hates injured players. Clearly, just he in, really and, does. He re- yeah. that's
0: like that's been going way back. Yeah,
1: injured players. Young players (laughs) and the rest of players. (laughs) Players Players he likes. Scott McTominay. No, that was it. End of list.
0: John Terry. He he and John Terry always got along.
2: Not when John Terry was injured. John Terry was the one himself that said he just used to walk past him on the treatment table.
0: Well, that's because that was his fault for being injured.
2: (laughs) Not how it
1: works. <laughs> <laughs> but Jose Mourinho hates players so much.
0: He hates that his a, job. He hates re- his life.
1: No, no, no. This is really good. In a recent interview, he was asked about what he was like as a player, and he said, "I wouldn't have wanted to manage myself. <laughs> I would have shipped him out on a free." <laughs> so that's how committed Jose Mourinho is to hating football players, Is he hates himself as a football player.
0: Yeah, that that reporter <laughs> oh. had some fucking balls on him though, because he was like, "We asked your old coach, and he said you're a lazy piece of shit prick asshole. <laughs> what do you have any comment to that?" And he's just like, "Yeah, I was. Yes, I
1: was. Good stuff. That,
0: that's one hundred percent correct." And then he kept going too. He's like, "What would Jose Mourinho, the manager, have done with Jose Mourinho? Play? He's like fucking sold him. <laughs> he's <just> a fucking <laughs> asshole."
2: Oh, I love that. That's brilliant. It's really it. I funny. Didn't
0: we'll find that and we'll tweet it out. It's a good time. We
1: take the narrative.
0: <sighs> all right. Well, let's go back. Cast your man. Cast your minds, gentlemen, if you can. All the way, Ooh. way, 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 way oh, back to the first fixture of the weekend. <laughs> Liverpool two, Born to Mouth one. One point uh, nine to one point five on the Hex G. Liverpool coming into this match in crisis, 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 crisis. <laughs> do 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 do. Off the heels of three li- three losses in four, right? L- losing to us in the Prem, losing in the league to Watford or Wolves, one of the W team. <laughs> yeah,
2: they, you have right, no
1: idea. Right. So they lost to Chelsea. Chelsea in the FA Cup, not in yeah, Prem. Just said the Prem. Watford okay. in the league. <laughs> Atletico yep. in the Champions League. In the
0: Champions League. There you go. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I meant. You 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 got what I was trying to say. Yeah.
2: <laughs> just vaguely point Oscar at a topic and hopefully we get somewhere. <laughs>
0: some words will come out some of them will be the right words the listeners you know. will
2: figure them out they'll put me in the right order it's fine it is it's like it
1: people is. like puzzles people like working things out putting <laughs> I together. hope so this is kind of like the crossword section in a newspaper just figure it out you fucking selves yeah what did I mean
2: something it's
1: cryptic and no one can edit this mess and make it sound good alright <laughs> super, <laughs> pro- super
2: producer or not <laughs> No one sold this to me as a mix between the football ramble and the Da Vinci Code. That's the problem, right?
0: <laughs> We were friends for like two years before we started this podcast. You knew what I was. Don't <laughs> that's true. That's
2: true.
0: Um, let's go back to Liverpool, though. Yeah. Uh, I texted you guys right before this match, and I was like, Liverpool are going to smash them 8-0. They've got a point to prove, and Bournemouth are in the wrong place at the wrong time. Cue nine minutes. And, of course, 1-0. Yeah. 1-0.
1: Push in the back. Fuck off.
0: Don't give anything,
1: referee. Don't worry about the rules. Play on.
2: Yeah, you didn't like that, did you? You didn't like the old uh, shove on Gomez.
1: Well, it's a very conflicting game for me because I don't like Liverpool and I don't like Bournemouth. So when something unjust happens to one team, it's like, oh, am I happy? Am I sad? Am I What, what am I? And then Bournemouth scores and it was like, ha ha, 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 this is great. But then also, oh no, Bournemouth, had, like they might win. And so it, I was very conflicted. But, Why did you watch this match then? What, what did you want to happen? A yeah. <laughs> nil-nil? Well, I, pay, I pay my subscription, mate. I'm bloody going to watch, watch it. This, I'm bloody going to watch it, yeah. <laughs> Plus I was feeling like absolute garbage, so I wasn't getting off my sofa. Um, but it was a foul on Joe Gomez. I don't care. That that was. He was forced to overrun the ball by Callum Wilson pushing him in the back. Like you're one hundred percent on that there's not It's a hundred percent. But the problem is it's a part of a law that well VAR can't rule on it, weirdly. I don't I don't think they could anyway, um but then from a referee's point of view it's subjective. So it even though you you can look at it and say that's clear and obvious, it's one of those muddy clear and obvious ones that it could not be looked at again, if you see what I mean, it's right on the right on the cusp of that.
0: Yeah, I don't know that I would consider it clear and obvious necessarily. I think there's enough debate there. Like, yes, he pushed him, but that's one of those, like, it doesn't really get called most of the time anyway, VAR or not. It The rule is technically shoulder to shoulder, but there's always a bit of grappling, a bit of, like, arm st- extending out yeah, that Yeah,
1: That was forearm directly in the back. Like, that's not shoulder to shoulder or Jocelyn. He was behind Gomez the whole way. He was never in front of him. Gomez slows down to play the ball, and then Callum Wilson has his forearm out and then extends into him to make him overrun the ball, and that's when he then plays the ball. But it's—I just think it's the—you're right. It's not clear and obvious, but I think if the referee gives it, VAR wouldn't say anything to overrule that. No, that's true. I know. And if he doesn't give it, VAR wouldn't do anything to overrule that. Yeah, so
0: that's that. what I'm saying. Yeah, it's right on the borderline. You could argue this all day of whether he's yeah. a foul, whether it's not a foul. So I think the clear and obvious like, doesn't really factor in.
2: Yeah.
0: I mean, I will say I was really fucking mad when the same thing didn't get called in our favor when it was Aspie. Right, yeah. When I yeah. saw those highlights against United, oh, that was against United, right? That's when I was in Disneyland.
1: Wasn't that when you got the foul given against you rather than Right, yeah. In? Someone
0: pushed Aspie and then he fell into someone else. He pushed, yeah. yeah. And then, oh, that was it. That
1: was the goal that was disallowed. And the goal that got disallowed, exactly. Think, yeah. yeah,
0: so like, I was furious when that wasn't given. So like, for me to then come over and be like, yeah, it's fine, I don't think it was a foul. <laughs> right. Seems a little disingenuous. <laughs> but, like, fair enough. but
1: you're nothing if not inconsistent. When Correct. It comes to yes. your, when
0: it comes to your own <laughs> and, team getting and horrendously decisions. Horrendously biased, both in favour of Chelsea and against Liverpool. So it is what it is. Ian was very concerned that it might have been offside, though.
2: Yeah, no, I fucked up, basically. I, I watched it and was like, <laughs> I can't see why that Bournemouth goal isn't offside. And then it was once once it stopped and you said, yes, it's clearly onside, you moron. Uh, because the receiving player was uh, behind the ball when it was played. But I was like, that's a forward pass, it's offside. And I was like, oh no, I'm a yeah. moron. There was quite a few
1: times when it was hilarious because Liverpool play such a high line and all push up very quickly off free kicks. The balls were getting played into Bournemouth attackers and they were like six... Legitimately, six Bournemouth yeah. players offside at one time. Like right at the end, there were, there was Callum Wilson couldn't get the ball out from under him, but it didn't matter because Nathan Ake was just offside, and then five other players were all massively <laughs> off at the same time. Yeah. It was quite funny.
2: I do feel like Liverpool seemed to have a word with themselves at some point because when the, when Bournemouth scored, it was like, "Geez, they've really." not they've not tried to be first to every ball here they're not holding no. their defensive line at all it was really like seriously you're going to be that complacent again
1: yeah because it didn't really seem like they came back into the game right away and it only seems that once Steve Cook got injured and went off that it was then because his replacement made a couple of errors that they actually got in
2: it, it was yeah you're right it took that I think for him to go Oh, hang on, we're Liverpool. We should be, yeah. we should be tonking these. It was, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. very odd
1: getting riled up by that mighty atmosphere of no one fucking singing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my word,
0: yeah. Oh, uh, and when was that Milner clearance? Was that later?
1: That was like, second were Liverpool half
0: already up then. That
1: was just into the second half, I think.
0: Because if that would have made it 2 0, that would have been lights out at that point, but it, it wasn't.
1: That was one of those ones where when you watched it when you watched it live you were like holy shit like that was amazing and it, it still was amazing but then you see it from a different angle and you're like oh that was nowhere near it <laughs>
2: <laughs> no he did he did well to uh, at, at the man's age he did well to keep running yeah, trust me yeah yeah but of course. but um, he should have got there and he did get there and also he was possibly at fault for it happening in the first place so.
0: yeah although a tenth of a second later it would have been in the back of the net so like yeah, yeah, it absolutely. was a few and feet not, away I'm, but like I am
2: not criticizing Milner the man is a legend I I think he's the he's great, quietly yeah. one of the best players in the Premier League or has been over a long period of time. A,
0: a first ballot Beefy Boy Hall of Famer, let's just put it that way.
2: <laughs> beefy Boy, he's OG Beefy Boy.
0: He is. Him and Michael Richards are the, the Beefy Boys of yesterday.
2: Oh, Micah Richards was good value on the uh, punditry on Sky. Mostly good value just because Roy Keane clearly did not like that he was there. I was in- Anything that pisses off Roy Keane is fine by me. I was enjoying Micah Richards' presence. I really was.
1: Is it just because Micah Richards is smiling the entire time he's on television? Yeah. And, is that and why? And Roy
2: Keane is anti happiness. That's his problem.
0: Is he anti-happiness or is he pro-misery? Yeah, like I don't know. Maybe the other way.
2: Either way, though, I just hate the man. Just Punditry isn't going, he's shit. Well, explain yourself, Roy. No. Oh, all right, <laughs> no. <laughs> That's not punditry, Roy.
1: It's not. I mean, it's it's got me by for the last almost two years. <laughs> well, yeah, fair enough. Justify yourself. Work it out for yourself.
0: Does yeah. that make me the... Uh, who's the one that's good? Phil Neville? Am I the Phil Neville of this?
1: definitely not phil oh god no no no, you're not there's no phil neville here if there was a phil neville here there wouldn't be a chuck here
0: let's just put it that way all right well um on that note let's just take a quick break and uh we'll come back with the second half stuff your fpl and your listener questions and all that so stick around
1: Welcome back to the Mars Offside Podcast. We've been talking about our epic, epic, epic victories across this game week for once. Uh, so thank you for sticking with our dirty love fest uh, as we descend into part two and our usual fantasy
2: spectacular. Descend. Descend into part two. <laughs> descend. <laughs> I wonder if the listeners feel like that or, is, or if this is pudding. I don't know. Mm.
1: I wonder if, yeah, if they do think it takes a turn whether that's a term for the good or... Mm. Uh, don't pull at those threads. We've got 34 <laughs> points in this mighty double game week. Double game week.
2: While we're doing FPL, do you want to just have a quick... Just pop a digit into my hole. And um, we'll, we'll just we'll go early. <laughs> One sec. <laughs> and uh, just because we got an FPL question, we don't often get them. What? So I thought we'd go... And it's a new tweeter as Who well. Who could
0: possibly new want tweeter. my advice on FPL. <laughs> They don't want you, mate.
2: I assumed you were going to go get a drink or something.
0: (laughs) Uh, They want
1: Ian's (laughs) advice without paying the Patreon fee. And they want my advice because I'm the reigning champ. There you go. And I am on the up, baby.
2: There you go. So she's after a freebie then. This is Emma. She's a new tweeter at jump the wave on Twitter. And she asks. Jump the wave. What? Do you reckon she's a surfer? Don't know, mate.
0: No, they ride the wave. They don't jump the wave.
1: You could jump over a wave. Wakeboarding. She does wakeboarding.
2: Probably. Uh, yeah. What interesting FPL players have you spotted for the run-in for the season that other template-inclined community members might not have noticed? She's looking for insight.
0: She's looking for non-template. Sounds like she wants an Oscar special, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, if you want players that no one else has, for very good reason, enter Oscar.
0: I will have you know that I got four points this game week, okay? All, a whole four. Whoa.
2: Whoa. Chuck was just sick of his mouth. What? Oh, it's,
1: well, it's everywhere. 16.
0: It was minus 12, so... Why did you take a minus 12? For double game week players that didn't play. <laughs>
1: Every double game week has been bad this year. How, how, why at this point have you not listened to
2: anything I've ever said? <laughs>
0: I love a double game week. What do I'm you I'm the reigning
2: champ, Oscar. I'm the best out of all of us. Who did you get in for this minus 12?
0: Uh, Let's see. I sold Salah, so that was a good start. Okay. Uh, very good. So
1: already <laughs> you're not just at minus 12, you're at minus 9. So that's minus 21.
0: Yep. <laughs> Uh huh. Um, I also sold Tammy and Pulisic, neither of whom played, so that was a free. Oh my god! You bought? I bought Pulisic, Pulisic like three weeks in... ago. He never got healthy. <laughs> <laughs> so was just sitting oh on my team.
2: Dear.
0: Um, so I sold the two of them, and who was the last one I sold?
1: Emma, stop listing, mate. <laughs> <laughs> She's gone to right It's, the like, wave. it's a Good,
0: what not to do, what not to do. No, but I brought in Aguero, KDB. Um, Obama yang and Marez. oh, oh. Deary me. Oh. So Marez and KDB did not start and Obama yang and Nagoro both blanked.
2: Might might as well not have started, yeah.
0: Yeah, that was my minus twelve was for those four guys.
2: Dear me. Okay. Oh. So we'll we'll start with you then, Oscar. Who do you think the you know, the players who are good at this game might not have noticed?
0: Uh well I will say when you when um I saw that question on the rundown and I was like, okay, end of the season. You know, big things coming up. Who has blanks? Who has doubles? Let's kind of take all that into account. Mm-hmm. And I was, and who has good fixtures? All of that. And this is going to sound admittedly very biased, but from looking at that, to me, the team that jumped out was Chelsea.
1: No one expected any other answer. Clint Dempsey.
0: We don't have a blank <laughs> in 34, slash Lexus we'll probably Sanchez. have a double. We also have a double, I believe, in 37. So we have two doubles to come. Tim and Howard. A, and a fixture... In in a week where there are a Morten lot of players.
2: Morton Pedersen.
0: <laughs> um, Landon
2: Donovan. It's Landon Donovan.
0: <laughs> there, you <go. laughs> there
1: you go. Oh, we were saying Americans. I thought we were just saying players. I didn't make that connection yet.
0: No, no. They, Tim Howard never played for Chelsea. He was United than Everton. Um, and I yes, I could hear the names that you were whispering in the background while I was fucking you trying to go through it. Usually, the
2: react. I assume your headphones are just broken. I
0: just, well, I just ignore you guys. <laughs> um, Fair enough. So it was just a matter of what Chelsea player to suggest because I think a lot of people are sleeping on Chelsea and I do think that they're not a Pulisic. valuable team to be picking up this time of year with the doubles not, coming up. Not Pulisic. I am not going to say Pulisic as much as I will probably put Pulisic into my own team again, <laughs> like again.
1: next week. For the third or fourth time. <laughs> yeah. This will be the fourth time he's transferred him in <laughs> only once has it got him any points. That's <laughs> correct.
0: Because um, I'm obviously not going to suggest to someone other than myself to bring in someone who hasn't played yet and who might not be back from injury as quickly as we hope. Um, But there is someone who's been getting minutes again, who is very low percentage owned, and who is a fantasy legend when he is playing, and has had a couple of big returns, and that is the one, the only, the not good at defending, but great at FPL, Marcus Alonso. So he's been back in the squad, and he scores points, and he's cheap now, compared to what he used to be.
2: Yeah, fair enough. He was absolutely essential back in the day. And if Chelsea have amended their formation to bring him in, then, yeah, if this is going to be a long-term thing, then it's hard to argue against. Chelsea do have really, really good fixtures as
0: well. Yeah, only one red fixture from now to the end of the season. Well, two. You've got Villa, West
1: Ham, Watford, Palace, uh, Sheffield United, Norwich, Liverpool, Wolves and Man City to play. He just has to be one of those players, especially at the minute, because... Like, we've got the blank coming up and people have probably got Liverpool. Chances are maybe two Liverpool defenders. And let's face it, when Alisson's not there, they don't they don't keep clean sheets. Yeah. So you've got players like Alexander-Arnold or maybe Robertson.
0: Robertson, who's not even playing anymore.
1: Well, didn't play this week, but it's looking like he'll play Champions League.
0: I think now that the unbeaten streak is done, they're going to start rotating in the league a lot more to keep their players fresh for the cup run, for the, the Champions League.
2: Yeah, you might be right, yeah.
1: Except Atletico are gonna win again at Anfield, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> um but you just have to accept that if you are getting Alonso, you're not
2: buying him for clean sheet points. Yeah, they're they're the bonus, aren't they?
0: Yeah. But that was true before also, and he was still an amazing like he plays like a striker and he gets assists and he gets goals. Like
1: that's where you're getting your points. Chelsea have kept six clean sheets this season.
2: That's all. So Okay. So it is for the attacking points. Yeah. Chuck, you got any suggestions, Chuck?
1: Um, How many... Did you want to say chuck again? Just I then? did that.
2: I, th- I felt like I mangled the first one, so I chucked in another one. Then I can make the choice in the edit.
1: Okay, fair. <laughs> Snip. Um, see, it's difficult. Uh, I have mentioned Dwight McNeil a couple of times. He's in good form. Uh, he le- he looked
2: good against Tottenham, actually. Yeah, he really yeah,
1: did. Yeah, he has looked good, and Burnley are going a bit more attacking. Uh, they don't have, at the minute, any scheduled blanks. I don't know all the intricacies. It's kind of... It's at that time of year, for me, where there's no point me looking at it and planning for it because there's so many different permutations because there's so many teams in the FA Cup still and so yeah. many English teams still in Europe that just give it a bit of time. Ultimately, if you take points hits, you can. But there'll be enough people that try and plan ahead and it all unravels and
2: goes to shit. But... 100%. 100%. Always, they always... Something happens weird in the announcements with double game weeks and stuff.
1: Always. And every double game week so far this season hasn't been good. So just be patient. That's my best advice because it's been that way since I had my daughter. I've been patient and I've been having better FPL seasons than I've ever had in the past.
2: (laughs) From just not having the time to fuck with your team.
1: Yeah, just chill the fuck out and realise it's a game, guys. (laughs) Um, But Burnley have really good fixtures. uh, So they've got City and Liverpool, but most teams do uh they've got Watford Palace Sheffield United West Ham Wolves Norwich Bournemouth uh Brighton in there I always mix those two teams up they're just both so shit and transient um so yeah so they've got some really good fixtures in there uh no blank as well so he's kind of one I'm looking at 1.1% owned as well yeah Uh, six million so chances are you've got a player in there maybe you've got someone like Saar as well he's possible um but Watford have got a bit of a tougher run um But yeah, he's someone that I've got in my team that evidently no one else really has. That's that I think has got a fairly good run uh, yeah. that could just grind you out some points in there.
0: Do you have the ownership and price for Alonso too? Since you're up there, since you have uh, Alonso,
1: six point one million, and he's about five six percent owned. Really, okay. not much at yeah. all. Okay. Uh, sorry, three point seven percent
2: owned. So there you
0: go. So that's a, that's another potential differential. Two differentials there, Ian. What are you? Uh, what are you going to say?
2: I just thought I'd go in as well, because I just had a quick look. Burnley have got no chance of any blanks, either in 31 or 34. So you've got a clean run with Burnley okay, as well. Okay,
1: so no blanks, but but
2: that also means no doubles. It does mean no doubles, but, you know, no, there's almost, well, no variance, let's say then. So you're definitely going to get, you know, it's, a, it's a, someone you can get in who's going to be safe.
1: Yeah, you know, everyone worries about having 15 double game week players. and You yes, don't need to
2: worry about it. You
1: ultimately, don't. by like the law of averages, if you have more entries in a raffle, you've got more chances to
2: win but yeah i get it but yeah it's not the be all and end all yeah exactly
0: and it does also depend on the chip situation too because if you're free hitting in 31 then you don't have course. to worry about those blanks so that like
1: yep. blah 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 exactly, exactly. exactly. <laughs> so many permutations but just
2: yeah, yeah ian what's yours so yeah you brought you asked me what what uh my choice would be in uh, uh it's a bit weird it's a bit weird but that's what this is about yeah mine is uh west ham's antonio Ooh. Um, okay
1: that's a lot weird
2: that is a lot weird i'm aware of that yeah his uh, ownership is under 1% um mm. but it was a tricky one because against arsenal he did spunk a very easy chance yeah. but he was always involved uh in their attacking play he where west ham are concerned he's got the best xg per 90 for players who have played like more than four games you know more than four appearances yeah, 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 so mm-hmm um he's his xg per 90 is uh, 0.47 so he should have scored in every other game that he played
0: wow my little heart just grew about four sizes did you <laughs> making up xg per 90 oh. <laughs> oh you love it i love it
2: i think though it, there's there is something to be said so uh west ham's fixtures aren't great in the short term you got wolves tottenham and chelsea but then when you come on to their actual running if you like it's Newcastle, Burnley, Norwich, Watford, Man U, then Villa. So they've got a they've got a nice wow. sort of last six I think games. In
1: terms of goal scoring, I don't think any of those are necessarily bad games because Wolves keep true coming yeah. back into games. Tottenham, you know, are Tottenham. Chelsea don't keep a lot of clean sheets. Nope. And then all of the others, like you know, the only good team, good team there, Man United. They play better against bigger teams. So.
0: Yeah, and and hashtag party vibes Chelsea are very much a win four three every match. Like we spent, <laughs> yeah. we spent all the first half of the season making that joke. It's true now again too. So like,
1: yeah, it's true. And Antonio has like I've noticed the last couple of weeks he's been involved a lot going forward. Yeah. So I'm not surprised you are bringing up those stats, room.
2: Yeah, he really has. And so his a downer on him is his price because I think he's like six point eight or something like that. Six nine, but, yeah, six nine. Okay, Ooh. that is yeah, that is hefty. So I'm. Um, you could maybe let these couple of fixtures go and and do it for the the actual yeah. running. But um, yeah, that I th- I think he's going to score some decent points.
1: Yeah, I think you're right, attacking wise, because they they can't defend and they need to score goals to stay. That's up the now. thing as
2: well. They've got. A tricky couple of games, maybe now, but then they're playing for something. Yeah, they are yeah. playing for survival. Um, who Aston Villa have got two games in hand? If they win those, West Ham are right back down in it. Yeah, there's yeah. there's mere couple of points between you know fuck knows how many teams that are down there. So it's yeah, uh, West Ham are playing for something. Antonio's going to want to stay in the division. I would yeah. have thought.
1: And if you haven't quite got enough to go for him, Jared Bowen, uh, who's obviously just come in from Hull. Yeah, um, and he was the top scorer for them. He's kind of taken to that team very, very quickly. Uh, then playing as a front four now, I think him, Antonio, Allaire, and Four Nows has looked very, very good. Uh, so he's six point five. He's zero point one percent picked.
0: Um,
1: wow. Okay, only really <laughs> even played... lower. You've gone for even yeah. lower differential. <laughs> only, only played two games really, but scored yeah, right. against Southampton and and nearly scored against Arsenal as well. Came very, very close. Um, so. Similarly, he's kind of one to watch for, but yeah, don't go Snodgrass. He's out
2: now. Done. No, 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 absolutely.
0: Although, and if we are throwing out like really, really cheeky punts at this point, then I, I will actually throw like a semi-competent you're not going argument Christian politics. No, because <laughs> right. So, uh, if you're willing to just, can I just FBL get the sentence out, please? We've got
1: one free transfer, and you're not, you're not, you're not getting no. <laughs> no <laughs> enough
0: no no no. this is for the sleeper picks conversation for no, our friend emma
1: enough emma doesn't want to hear it emma might want to hear about pulisic but just one second chance. no which
0: is that he's only 6.9 and when he's healthy which like yeah don't get him in this week but if you are willing to wait a week or two for him to don't come get back this
1: season he's done
0: out he puts up salah and raheem sterling per 90 goal involvement numbers but like, doesn't actually get points truly elite <laughs>
1: But doesn't actually get points. No, when he's playing, points.
0: he gets points. When no. he's playing, he gets points. It's
1: just because he hasn't played but a lot. But he wasn't, because he blanked for like eight weeks in a row, and that's what made <laughs> you drop him the last time. Yeah, you did drop him. The last thing you did in our community team was drop him. The week after you got him in.
2: <laughs> after getting rid of Zaha, who then scored a couple well, of All right, calls. calm down, Chuck, calm down.
1: One free transfer in our community <laughs> team, and point five remaining in the bank. Gentlemen, who would like to go with their suggestion?
0: Uh, I can go. I'll start. Um, after, what am I, like three weeks in a row that my... Uh... Suggestion has one Man of the people uh, over here. Right? I
1: think Ian won one in there, but you've won a couple.
0: Won a couple. All right. No. Well, um, I'm going to put my money where my mouth is, and I'm going to say we should bring in Alonso. Oh, okay. uh, And specifically, I'm going to say the other one of the other things we talked about is with Allison out, Liverpool's defense is significantly shakier looking. So you're getting rid of Trent. Um, and we are spending a lot of money on Trent. He must be. Here he goes. Yeah, we're spending a lot of money on Trent, and if he's not going to be... You know, if things have changed, potentially, slash Alonso for 1.6 cheaper, 1.5 cheaper, Alonso's not going to... That frees up that funds for Double Game Week type players up front. Mm-hmm. So I'm going Trent to Alonso and free up a ton of money. Wow. That's...
1: Bold. That's bold. but yep, it is the, bold. the logic The logic is undeniable. I'd be surprised if the people went for that one.
0: Yeah, in a Twitter vote, I don't know that it'll do well. Yeah, but... people get wedded
2: to players like Trent, don't they? But I must admit, I mean, I'm... I'm maybe a week or two away from considering the same thing in my own team, to be honest.
1: Yeah, I'm regretting on the wild card that I did getting Trent yeah. and Robertson in. But obviously, you can't predict for the Allison injury. Yeah, so.
0: Robertson to Alonso seems an obvious move for you, Chuck.
1: Yeah, but I, I didn't really mind it so much because I haven't had much invested in him and I've had a good week or so I can hold and yeah, kind of see what's going on. It depends on my situation. Ian? Um. Well,
2: it, I don't want to lose him. I don't want to lose the beefy boy, but I feel like (laughs) Traore's probably got to go. This shoulder problem doesn't seem to be going away. What does give me pause for thought is that when he came on, Wolves looked a lot better immediately. Mm. And I love watching him play, but you can't hang on to someone who's not going to be starting. It's not like he's sort of a 4.5 midfielder. He's a little bit more money. So... I'm going to say get rid of Treore, and I'm going to go for Norwich's Campwell. Ooh, not a bad shout. Norwich still, I think, believe they've got a chance. I'm not sure they have, but I think they think that. So I, I think, and Chuck thinks as well. So I, I've and I've liked Campwell. I must admit, I, whenever I've watched um, Norwich, I've really enjoyed watching him play. I think we've mentioned before he's going to get. Snapped up by another and Premier the team. And then Nads
1: on the guy with that penalty against Tottenham. <laughs> penalty shootout, walking up to it, doing keepy uppies, <laughs> crowds all brewing you, put the ball down, bang, have hushing it hushing the crowd afterwards. Have it. <laughs> Took a proper penalty yeah. as well. I didn't like the guy before that. No, now <laughs> it all turn around. <laughs> now you yep. got me. And like, another
0: one in the plus column for him. I have him in my team, my personal team. So oh, clearly a great pick. Yeah.
2: But yeah, I, I always do a dull one, don't I? But it's a bit of a slight money saver, um, and uh, I think Campbell will have something to prove the next sort of nine weeks yeah, if I he think wants to put himself.
1: They're going to have to go for it, and they yeah, do, definitely, they don't hold back in games. So
2: no, nah, he's a shop window job for me. I think that's what he's going to be doing. So, yep, uh, Trey to Campbell. What about yourself, Chuck?
1: In two minds of players that I want to get rid of because I think. Danny Ings and Southampton have just gone full off the boil. Yeah, true. But also, Spurs are really shit.
0: Yes.
2: Ah, so you're thinking, get rid of Mora?
1: Yeah, Mora. Uh, Eeny, meeny, miney, moe. <laughs> no, we'll hang on to Ings for one more, one more week. That's fine. Okay. I'm going to say, get rid of Lucas Mora. Yep. And then based on what we said... Let's take a punt because he, obviously, we then lose a player that would be playing in 31.
2: Do, so let's do, do we need to make it? Well, I suppose we've got to put it out to the community, but I've sort of assumed we might be three, free hit in 31. Yeah, I did too.
1: Well, I mean, we've at the, at the minute, I think we've got like 10 players that can play.
2: So maybe we free hit one of the doubles. We'll see. What, yeah, we'll see where we're fixed next week then. Okay, go on then.
1: I'm going to say Lucas Mora out for Jared Bowen.
2: Wow.
1: Let's go with that. He looks very good attacking... Also listed as a midfielder, which is strange because he pretty much plays as a striker. Um, and we get an extra point six, so that puts us up to one point one in the bank. Get an attacking team. Get rid of a player who isn't playing for a
2: team who doesn't play attacking football. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's true. Here we go. Mora hasn't worked out the way I wanted in my own team as well. No,
1: Bergvine hasn't really worked out the same no. way in mine. It's just a well, bit no of a top mind, of players have,
2: have they? So there you go. Nah. Okay. How many
1: point? How many points you got this week, sorry, Ian?
2: Um, how many points did I get? It was. Um, was it more than four?
1: I heard the most beautiful and attractive and knowledgeable people on the podcast get fifty-five points. That um, is the rumor. So, Ian, yep. what did you get? Fifty-five,
2: sorry? mate. Yeah, it was fifty-five. 55. Yeah, oh, yeah, right, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. And the, you know, the week hasn't finished. It could be upwards no, of no. upwards of seventy. It won't be. I've got De Bruyne and Mendy, fuckers. Yeah.
1: I I also have 55 points. Um, I have a uh captain to play.
2: You could really punish me there.
0: Wait, do neither of you have Aguero? No. Oh, I fucking hope Aguero bangs five in. <laughs> Just so you fuckers can eat shit. I have Captain Abamiyang. I hope that ends up 5-5 five, five so that Ian especially can eat shit. <laughs> he especially. For being in first place, Ian, I love you, but, you know. That's a shame. I'm, I'm less scared of making you angry than Chuck.
1: <laughs> Oscar, we... we less are less vengeful. Collectively, me and Ian are 185 and 200 points exactly <laughs> 200 ahead of you. 200
0: points exactly. It's all the points hits. It's all the points hits.
1: Yeah, I mean, you've had now 72 points hits, so that's still... Is that still, actually all it? Yeah, that still leaves you 110 and uh, 130 point deficit to make okay. up, mate, so... Yep.
0: Mm-hmm. That sounds about right. Maths. I I don't... I'm. I don't have the patience for FPL. I no. can make good suggestions for other people's teams, but when it comes to mine, I'm just like I do like seven transfers a week. I have no fucking patience. Don't go for with it.
2: his suggestion, Emma. Don't do it. Don't do it.
0: Don't do it, Emma.
1: <laughs> don't ride that wave. Uh, right. Well, we had a bit of a seepage out from it earlier, <laughs> but what? How about we delve further into Ian's whole man? <laughs> Ian's whole man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, not sure I like the way this has taken a turn with words like seepage. Um, it's
0: not yeah, That's, not that's I a bit much. I gotta, I gotta say.
1: <laughs> you, your intro to part
2: one was Shall we pop a digit
0: pop in a my digit. hole? <laughs>
1: that's fine. That's
2: recreational. It's lovely. but it's,
1: right. <laughs> Insertion, fine. Exertion, yeah,
2: no, no, okay, not. fine. I've, I've not really laid out any clear rules or structure for.
0: No, so first knuckle is cheeky. Second knuckle is fun. If you've hit the watch, you've gone too
2: far. Yeah. (laughs) Just anything that causes seepage, I'm not really, you know...
0: Could have blown
1: past it, mate. Could have blown past it by now. Now you've you've (sighs) mentioned it
2: thrice. Okay. Um, So anyway, on the Slack, you can get on our Slack by going to patreon.com. Slack? Feels like I shouldn't (laughs) mention that when we're talking about my hole. Uh, If you want to go to our Slack... With your fist. uh, Too much patreon.com slash miles off side pod and uh you can get extra fpl pods I, I i don't let oscar on them don't worry it's fine uh you won't you won't get any four point we week. don't
1: even let oscar on the slack
2: so <laughs> no he's not <laughs> even on the slack actually. <laughs> he's not allowed
0: i have a separate little chat i'll have you know with the patreons in for the Fantrax league on twitter so you're not invited to that chuck yeah
1: the adam pays in that so it doesn't count <laughs>
2: I forgot you had your little draft league. Anyway, if you go there, you can donate and you can get extra stuff and it helps us keep the pod going because unbelievably producing this isn't free. Uh, It might sound like it is, but it's not. Um, Bloody
1: capitalism. Yeah,
2: it's not my fault. It's the makers of Monopoly. So anyway, Nate Whittem, who is a producer, he produces this uh, better than I do. He has said, Are there any exciting youngsters you are looking forward to seeing in the Prem?
0: So... Do you guys think he means, like, someone who's never played and is going to play?
2: I don't know about necessarily never played, but there's no more context than that, to be honest, Oscar. So you can can choose to take this however you want.
0: I'm very excited. Are there any youngsters left that
1: haven't played (laughs) at
0: Chelsea this year? (laughs) Uh, There's got to be a few. Um, There's a younger McEachran, younger brother of legendary perpetual loan and prospect (laughs) player George McEachran. Josh McEachern. George is the younger brother. Sorry. <laughs> Poor old Joshy. The, the bright future of Chelsea that never did. Football manager 2012,
1: I seem to remember. Oh, really? It was, was he a wonder kid? He, I think, I'm pretty sure he was.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he was big up. Tim and Ruben, actually, were always the ones that were going to like be world yeah. class and play for Chelsea one day. And Ruben actually has started to. But anyway, Callum. Callum Hudson-Odoi. He started to show flashes. Bayern showed a ton of interest, so we had to pay to keep him, otherwise Bayern would have taken him. And I think he has a very, very, very high ceiling. It's just a matter of staying healthy and getting some minutes and getting there. And I am very excited at the prospect of seeing him, Pulisic, and Ziyech rotating around the winger positions next season, if Ziyech plays as winger instead of a number 10.
2: So regarding the Bayern interest there, did, have Chelsea like locked him into a long contract then? Yeah,
0: they gave him like four years, five years at uh, at crazy wages. 200k. Yeah, something like that.
1: Pay went up by like more than six times, I think, in one go. And he, and he hadn't played for
2: Chelsea yet. That's, it was Wow, madness. that's insane.
0: Well, market forces, you know? If we want to keep him and someone else wants to pay him, we have to pay him.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. I just mean that's insane for a kid to just be on that sort of money when he's not really made a, many appearances.
0: If he can play, he's worth it. That's the exciting thing. Yeah. Like Byron wanted him so bad for a reason, you know? So yeah, that's definitely the one for Chelsea, at least. Although I will say I really like Phil Foden, if he can like really hit that next level, as far as young non-Chelsea players.
1: Yeah, it's weird that he just hasn't, still hasn't really played, like at all, especially after the amount Pep went on about him. It's a very strange situation.
2: Yeah, it is a little bit. I, I Playing him in the Manchester derby, although any Manchester City League game at the minute just feels like it doesn't matter, does it? So I suppose it, I don't know, but at least it feels like giving him that experience, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Of a Because that was the first Manchester Derby he'd play it started in, certainly. I don't know about played in. Mm. I know he played a friendly, but, you know, a competitive one.
1: I mean, as, as a fan of a team this year who have played, who have had under-21s play a whopping seven minutes of football. Seven minutes <laughs> or seven matches? Seven minutes. Uh, oh. That was Brandon Pierrick coming on as a sub for a bit um, at the end of the game. That's it. I've forgotten, yeah, I've forgotten (laughs) what young players are at Crystal Palace. Um, (laughs) So, obviously, that's the team that I kind of watch the most. Uh, And we got rid of, well, we sold a guy called James Daly, who was looking very good as a striker. Uh, Alexander Sorloth, who was awful. Uh, when is now at Trabzonspor and has scored more goals for Trabzonspor than Palace have scored this season? Yeah. Um, also, Alfie Daniel boys. Sturridge, him and him and Erling Haaland, like if they play together, Jesus, it's going to be horrific. Uh, at the Euros, uh, he is on a two-year loan deal. We have no option to recall, and Trabzonspor have a six million euro uh, clause to buy him at the end. So. That's very good business uh, from us. <laughs> uh, <laughs> to be fair, Neil Warnock was on Sky Sports the other day and he went, If you'd seen him, if you'd seen him, you play yourself before you played him. Um, <laughs> <Fuck yeah. laughs> and, Thanks, Neil. And now he's potentially going to just, Chabson Spore are going to buy him for six million to sell him straight to Real Madrid for about 50, 60. Um, so, right.
0: Yeah. Good bit of business there. Well, there's going to be a fire sale on Chelsea players next season, so I'm sure you could snap up a few youngsters this is from true. the Lone Army.
1: It's very true. Um, I th- I just There's too many names, so I can't remember who they are, though. That's the problem. Um, I suppose a lot of them will kind of probably should filter down the leagues, etc.
0: Can I offer you one Lucas Piazon? Only mildly used <laughs> at a steep
1: discount. He cannot be mildly a young player. Used.
0: no i don't think he's like
1: 27
0: now he's been at chelsea
1: for 10 years i think on loan yeah he's
0: been here for a long time
1: (laughs) yeah okay fair enough uh i think there's a young defender for derby uh who was kind of there when frank was there last year jaden bogle uh who was playing very very well at that position so it'd be interesting to see if he comes up because derby are kind of firmly mid-table this year like it would take quite a lot for them to get into the playoffs um so i wouldn't be surprised if a premier league team came in for him next year Um, so that he's kind of someone that I've kind of looked at a little bit and would like like Palace to buy because right back is kind of a position where we need amongst others striker please Um, although actually no we've got Ayu now fuck it Um,
2: (laughs) all sorted so
1: yeah Ian are there any
2: Peterborough I know most of the time it's kind of buy to sell that was a joke I was going to make I was just going to list all the Peterborough players I want to see them in the (laughs) press Christy Pym Dan Butler Jay Jones Uh, Ah Dembele, Moise, all of them, all in the prem. Moise, Ivan, Tony. It's the only way we're going to keep them is if we actually get promoted. So, (laughs) I hope we do. Ivan, Tony will go if we're not promoted this time, but it'll go for a lot of money.
1: Our mate Darren McAntony rejected a ten million bid for him. I think.
2: Yeah, ten million's been rejected because they whoever the club in question was and i can't remember if it was disclosed or not but the club in question wouldn't loan him back to us for the rest of this season if they if they had agreed to loan him back to us for the rest of this season to try and get us in the championship then he would have taken that but as it was he rejected a 10 million pound bid which for a club like ours is yeah that's huge mental. that's huge that is mental but if he if we don't get promoted this year he'll go for about sort of seven or eight i imagine but yeah i i mean I, I, I have no particular... I don't play football manager anymore. I have no particular allegiance with any club in the Premier League, so I don't really drill down into anyone's under-21s under, under 21s or under-18s. That sounds weird. I just deny drilling down into under-18s. Deny No, deny isn't weird. Denying it is Deny fine. is it okay. isn't weird. <laughs> okay, fine. That's all right then. Uh, speaking of which, Peterborough's under-18s. You know they're managed by.
0: <laughs> That's no. <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad that's not where speaking of which took it you're like speaking of drilling into 21 year olds it just
2: because it came up in the it came up in the quiz uh chuck's quiz that he brilliantly delivered last Is it week David Farrell? no it's matty etherington oh. he's managing peterborough's under 18s yeah didn't realize that but everything
1: yeah. comes full circle
2: yeah so i just want to see peterborough in the premier league that's all i don't, I don't know what that i don't know what i'd lose my mind if peterborough were in the premier league i
0: I'd I'd buy a post jersey, honestly would. Like I honestly would. I wouldn't. Um,
2: just so you
1: know. I'd be really happy for it to happen. I'd just be worried because of it's so rare for the three of us to get wins at the same time, right? <laughs> that I think inevitably, if Peterborough came up, one of yeah. our two teams would get relegated. And let's face it, everyone <laughs> right. knows probability wise which team it's going to be. Yeah. Oscar. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So I just don't think all three of us could exist in that plane. But that would be good. I'd, I'd enjoy last that. Last
0: day of the season. Posh versus Palace. Van Arnholp. Thanks. Loser C gets relegated. Later. Again? Would well,
1: we have to do it to him again?
2: I was going to say, wasn't it, wasn't it Palace who put Posh down last Ooh, time? 2010. Awful. Anyway, let's move on. Let's move on from this. And uh, let's go to a question that was just too late for last week's pod. Uh, from Mike McGibney. Uh, question for the podcast, Gibbers. whatever happened to circular red and yellow cards? Do you remember the circular red card that some referees would I do? bring out for colourblind players?
0: I do not remember this. No, I don't, I don't know if I've ever seen this. It's been
2: a thing for years, was, actually. Yeah. But was...
0: I don't
1: think they ever got rid of them. I don't know. I think...
2: No, it was never part... I don't think it was ever part of, like, referees had to have them or anything. No. But some referees decided... To go go along with it and carry as think a rounded edge red card or whatever it was
1: there's a mixture of reasons i think and so like you just said one is potentially for colorblind players although ultimately you would say something to the player anyway if they were off doesn't yeah.
2: matter <laughs> like, what well, the mike dean thing yeah <laughs> what did he say no come, come here come here come, come here. here come here off. Off.
0: <laughs> yeah. well as the resident colorblind person red and yellow are not ones that are Confused by, like, 99% of colorblind people. There's probably, like, one specific kind, but that's fine. Right, okay. Yeah. Fine. Um, it's the introduction of green that fucks up traffic lights.
1: <laughs> right. So, like, the pitch. Um, and then there's there's also the reason that it could be for black and white TVs. So when people uh-huh. have more black and white TVs, it was more clear. Okay. Because up until, like, there were still f- uh, quite a few families that, like, in the 90s...
2: So could still this is have... going to do nothing for my image, but when I was a kid, I had a black and white TV in my room.
0: <laughs> so, yes. Of course you did. <laughs> I
2: knew you'd like that.
0: Although you guys still have asbestos, so, you know.
2: <laughs> specifically Peterborough,
0: but yeah. Not quite, you know, with the times, the pash.
2: I definitely still had a black and white TV in my bedroom when Channel 5 was released. Oh, my because God. Because I, I mean, yeah, I, I remember specifically... Channel 5 being released, barely being able to get it in black and that white. That was like mid-late t- 90s? Yeah, maybe, maybe I'm misremembering. Maybe my signal strength was so low, I just couldn't get it in colour. <laughs> I'm not sure. I was, it was Channel 5 was difficult to get for a while. Mm. And there was some very poor softcore pornography on late at night on Channel 5, which I may or may not have watched in terrible black and white.
1: Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's another reason for rounded red cards. And also... <laughs> Third reason is so that the referee didn't have to look. If if they are both in his pocket, referee doesn't need to look.
2: Another Mike Dean classic: the no look red card.
0: (laughs) So was it like a full out circle, or was it just like kind of
1: like an oval? It was a proper oval. It wasn't just like rounded edges or whatever. It's a proper oval.
0: I mean, maybe I've seen this and I just can't place it. But I think it's it's still
2: an option. I think it's just where the referees choose to do it. But yeah, it was never sort of something they had to do. So it seemed briefly fashionable for a Can while. Can they go
0: with any shapes they want? Could they have like a star, like a bedazzled like a red card? <laughs> like Mike Dean is just sitting at home crafting.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Putting sparkles and stuff like that yeah. on there.
0: He's got a confetti cannon as a red card. He just shoots it at people. It's like, poof, red confetti, you're <laughs> off.
2: Oh, like a real leg breaker and he's just there with a the confetti cannon. Just bang, <laughs> see you later. Yeah. <laughs> He did like a full Shawn Michaels, yeah. just having going off all around him. <laughs> Players on the floor on oxygen, just, like, just touching himself, just, just, just making it all about him. I'm just a sexy boy,
0: sexy boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! All right, can't top that. Let's just move on. on yeah, okay.
2: Um, Sam Danby says, "Have you got any favourite movie or TV quotes?"
0: I mean, other than Star Wars like all of star wars
2: uh, all of yours just star Wars.
0: Yeah. yeah just the whole star wars movie i could just recite obviously do or do not there is no try is like the go-to star wars quote but for a, a less sort of less popular one that always stuck with me was in the really really terrible scene at the end of the second matrix movie with the architect like the guy who looked like colonel sanders and was just like rambling you know
2: really yeah i'll check fully checked out that film yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah, yeah. Um, at some point in there, he says, Hope. It's the quintessential human emotion, simultaneously the source of your greatest strength and your greatest weakness. And that's always stuck with me.
1: Deep. See, I like when they do the swearing in French bit. Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> like my favorite bit. The Merovingian <laughs> is like, I love swearing in French. Nom <laughs> de Dieu de putain de merde de connard d'un cul ta merde. It's like wiping your
2: ass with silk. It's great. <laughs> I just, I think I got a little erection then. I know you did. <laughs>
1: That's why I did it.
2: It's lovely. Uh, Sam Danby comes in with another one and says, "What technology do you hope is released or possible before 2050?"
0: You mean besides Bluetooth? Butt plug speakers. Okay. <laughs> yes, I mean
2: besides that, that's all I've already patented that, it's dealt with. Okay. <laughs> but right. I've got that. That's in the works. Have none of us Googled to see if this is a
1: thing yet.
0: No, I don't want to Google that. I don't want that in my Google history.
1: Alright, alright. One second. One sec. <laughs> Incognito.
0: Listeners, Ian just stood up and came back with a battle a bottle of lotion. Bluetooth, and a box of
1: tissues. Butt plug. Yeah, if I come off of the stream for a little while, you know why, guys. <laughs> Bluetooth speaker butt plug. <laughs> You're like actually googling this. Bluetooth speaker butt plug mature stainless steel sex toy. Yes. On on Etsy, on Etsy as well. So on Etsy. Support- this is a homemade thing. <laughs> supporting small business, guys. Oh come on, you got to do your bit. There you go, detachable and loud as fuck. Oh, God, imagine that around a family barbecue and you pull the butt plug out.
0: <laughs> or you just walk around and don't tell anyone. Just be like, Hold on. I don't hear that music. What are you talking about? The kinky <laughs>
1: adult anal audiophiles. ADHD music-focused tail gag gift. What? It's a booty bounce and Bluetooth speaker butt plug. There you go. Puts a whole new meaning to the word bootylicious. Thank God it's waterproof. Um... <laughs> Well, there you go. We found this a thing, guys. So, right, tick that off my answer. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Oscar, I'm just going to say Oscar's going to say lightsaber.
0: No, but I do have an answer. Oh, okay. Go on then. Yeah. Um, we may have talked about this before. I feel like we got a similar question on this at some point before. We've done future tech, sort of. Yeah, yeah definitely. But, anyway. but one of the one of the commercials that stuck with me the most from when I was a kid uh, was a commercial for the PlayStation Two. Right. that they did as, like, a fake ad for the PlayStation 9. I vividly remember this. Like, it, it was it was around the same time as a Minority Report came out with, like, Tom Cruise. So it, it was that sort of future aesthetic where everything was kind of white and whatever.
1: Everyone playing with imaginary boobs.
0: Yeah, basically.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, moving things around. <laughs> Having a little tweak there. Happy International Women's Day.
0: <laughs> this guy, it basically was drugs, but, like, technological drugs, which I'm totally down for. This guy basically had, like, an orb... And he cracked it open and this sort of red mist went in his nose and up to his brain. And then he was in a video game, but like there was no controller. It was basically like the ultimate VR. He like opened the game and then it, and then he's like, isn't that just acid?
1: Yeah, basically. I feel like the PlayStation 9 is just acid. Just acid.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Acid
1: in a locked room with nothing in there so you can't harm yourself.
0: Yeah, but some so like some combination of like super VR slash getting plugged into the Matrix thing, because I've been playing a lot of Beat Saber again lately. And I'm like, it would be so cool if I didn't have to wear this stupid helmet and I could just be in it without all the gear, you know, mm. so that would be awesome. I just want drugs, but that are like pre-programmed so that I have this specific hallucination <laughs> designed by a game developer as opposed to just like whatever scary hallucination I'll have if I take mushrooms and then end <laughs> up crying in a bathtub somewhere.
2: Yeah, that's what's always scared me about hallucinogenics. I've yeah. never been like... I'm not sure I trust my brain to do it.
0: What about you, Chuck? You want to do some uh, future space acid or...?
1: Uh, it, just affordable housing. <laughs> 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 That'd be a nice future technology I'd like to see. Wouldn't it just? Yeah. yeah. Perhaps if we could just keep healthcare as not having to worry about going bankrupt. Maybe that's it. Maybe just America to have people... Not having to decide whether they can afford to eat or go to the hospital.
0: Yeah. Political. Yeah. Um, I might have the coronavirus, but I cannot afford to get tested. So let's Yay. pretend it's a cold.
1: Otherwise, <laughs> yes. it's flying cars. Because like Back to the Future told us 35 years ago that we'd have them like five years ago.
0: Look at this, Ian. He gets his license. Now he wants a flying car.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but just then you can just go over people.
0: Or flying cars
1: everyone fucks off, then I can just drive normally.
0: Yeah, you got to learn how to drive before <laughs> yeah. you can fly, bud.
1: Right? That's the expression. No, but that's fine. Everyone else can fly. No one else on the road. Yeah. Parking, a dream.
2: <laughs> I've often thought that. If it, if flying cars come in, everyone else will get them and I'll still be driving a Renault Clio to fucking London and back.
1: Yeah, and still be overtaking them in pandas. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, I haven't got a Fiat Panda I might go back to a Fiat Panda. I liked it yeah, better Panda than the you yeah. got to
1: help them because they're an endangered species. So anything you can do, because yeah. they're not going to make by themselves. So you've got to help produce more pandas.
2: Mine would probably be genuinely safe self-driving cars that I can go to sleep in.
0: Yeah, that's not far off, dude. Like, like jokes aside. Like,
2: genuinely go to sleep in, though. At the minute, even the Teslas, you're supposed to still have your hands on the wheel. No, <laughs> I want to go to sleep. I want it to just take me to work and then wake me up when I'm there.
1: Well, is it, isn't it because the lane correction can't... Actually, work properly or something. No, like I, they, I have a they... friend
0: who has a Tesla, and he just uses it, and he like doesn't quite keep his hands on the wheel.
2: Yeah, no, like I know, like asleep, but why, it does but, drive know.
0: itself. It like fully drives itself. You just you're there as like a backup.
1: Yeah, that's got that's a pretty terrifying. It is. You got to put a lot of faith in in yeah. tech.
2: I I don't have the faith in the technology yet.
1: Also, don't have faith in other drivers.
2: <laughs> no, they're the they're the
1: problem. Less Everyone faith else. in other
0: drivers than I do in technology. There was this, I mean, the similar thing happened in the like 60s, 50s. I'm not sure when, but when elevators were first became self-driving elevators, because like way back in the day, elevators Mm. had operators. There was just a guy who sat there who like ran the elevator and he was the guy in charge of knowing how to do an elevator. And then eventually they were like, you know what? We're just going to put a chip in there and it's going to push a button and it goes. And everyone flipped out. Like I've seen old newspaper (laughs) articles that are like, are these self-driving elevators safe? Tune in at 11. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. there was one accident and everyone was like, nope, they're not safe. Cancel self-driving elevators. And it's like, yeah, but like there was 10 accidents last week of like the human driven ones. just not talking about it instead. So I feel like it's kind of the same vibes now.
2: I have a very real fear of like dying before everything gets really, really good like missing out on like really good stuff i now, just feel like if i've been if i was i think that's gonna happen no matter what really, uh, i but think
0: you lived through the peak of human civilization and that was 1999 because the moment y2k hit everything <laughs> has just been garbage it is getting yeah. worse and worse every year
2: yeah maybe you're right maybe i shouldn't feel like there that. aren't many years left anyway and before yeah. we're all just you're like not missing out but so yeah okay good i feel better now should we do fixtures
1: fixtures <laughs> 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 So we're recording on the Sunday night, uh, as, as per usual, um, so we don't know about uh, Leicester Villa, that's the one, a Midlands derby, uh, and also we don't know about Man City Arsenal, so uh, well done, whatever happened there. <laughs> uh, but Saturday, 14th of March, fellas, you know what date that is, uh, Watford Leicester starts off the day, Bournemouth Palace, fuck, we got a win, four wins on the bounce, baby, let's go. Uh, Brighton Arsenal Man City Burnley Newcastle Sheffield United Norwich Southampton Aston Villa Chelsea West Ham Wolves Oscar confusion derby right there (laughs) Uh, Spurs Man United and then Monday night is the yeah that uh, Merseyside stuff the friendly derby that's it all friends friends. Uh, so yeah those are the fixtures any fixtures in particular that's to
0: go out I mean, obviously, biased, but Chelsea love playing Villa. We've had a lot of very big results against Villa in the past, including an 8-0, which is our tied for our biggest win. Um, I do love a match against Villa, so hopefully that ends up being fun and not a sentence that comes back to bite me in the ass next week.
2: <laughs> That's on Teddy for us as well.
0: Yes. Yeah, look at good. that.
2: We'll take that. I think you might uh, do very well against Villa, to be honest. I, I think, fear Jack uh... Grealish,
0: but other than that,
2: Yeah, but that's one player, and I I think he's been doing it on his own far too long now. He needs to learn to share. (laughs) No, I don't think it's his fault. I think he's doing it all on his own because he's, well... Surrounded by shit munchers. Yes, thank you. Surrounded by shit munchers, yeah. Absolutely. I think you potentially could be dishing out a dick in.
0: If Ruben and Pulisic play, or if even just one of them plays, I'll be touching myself the whole time. Are you kidding? (laughs) Fully erect. Like...
2: Oh, there's a picture for you guys. Good, yeah. I'll probably stay off the WhatsApp group while that match is on. <laughs> that's that's all right.
1: Probably stay off news as well, because that'll be... Rhode Island, man. caught master down street. <laughs> all over my Asia Cup, <laughs> uh
0: What about you guys? What's jumping out?
1: Uh, well, we got to be Bournemouth, because I hate them. Uh, but I think Man City Burnley... Potentially, so we, hadn't, so we hadn't talked about this, so Man City played today and they played two more times before Liverpool have to play again. If Man City lose both of those games, Liverpool have won the league.
2: Without kicking another ball, yeah. they could win the league, yep. So that game against Bournemouth, they could have won the league. And then Everton have to give them a guard of honour.
1: Yes. Oof. <laughs> well, no, Man, City's, Man City would still
2: have to give them
1: a guard of honour, right? But no,
2: because Everton, Everton would play Liverpool... On the Monday night, and it would be all sewn
0: up, wouldn't it? With Liverpool already having one of the team? Uh, yeah,
1: yeah, but the the last winners still have to give a guard of honor if they play. I think.
0: Oh, I thought it was just. The I, next... I can't
1: remember exactly the rules on this, but whatever. Oh, okay. There are it. no
2: rules, I don't think, but we don't yeah. bog
1: down in detail. No, <laughs> um, we never have. But I think City might struggle against Arsenal just because of the whole Arteta thing, Pep. So if that does come to fruition, this gets to become a very dicey game. We know how Sean Dice likes to play in these matches. He loves to spoil the party and do whatever. So I think this could be an interesting one. And it is a bit strange still that Man City at this point of the season are buried in a three o'clock, not going to be on TV kind of ones, which is a bit of a shame.
0: Yeah. So we'd have a dicey, dicey game. (laughs) Oh,
1: very good. Very good. I like that. Ian, what about you?
2: Um, Spurs Man U. I think Man U could absolutely kill them at, at, at home as well, like Spurs were at home and the, the Man U could do them at the uh, new, what do we call the Tottenham Stadium, has it got a name yet?
1: No, it's still just called the Tottenham Hotspur the Stadium, Tottenham Hotspur
2: Stadium, okay fine.
1: Too wordy. Too it's many. his
2: word, isn't it? Yeah.
1: If they, they could have just been called the cheese
0: room. <laughs> exactly. That, that would have been lovely <laughs> for everyone. It been the cheese room. Been a while since we brought that up. Uh, that's a big one for Chelsea. If Spurs can get a result, that puts us thoroughly far away from everybody else.
1: Yeah, that's true. I suppose you're kind of hoping for a draw there, really, aren't you? Or...
0: Uh, honestly, I'm hoping for Jose to get one on Man United. And that would put the, everyone else back in the conversation to catch United for fifth, more so. Yeah. Yeah, baby. And Jose to go back to United.
2: Yeah, absolutely, yeah. I hadn't even thought about that. Have in they, mind, they played
0: each other yet?
1: Yeah,
2: they have before. Uh, Solskjaer
1: beat him when he returned to Old Trafford. Was It was like his second game, second or third game, I think.
2: Yeah, it was early on, wasn't it? Yeah.
1: And that about wraps it up for this week. So thank you very much for listening. Uh, get in touch with us on all of the socials on the Twitter. Uh, I say all the socials. Don't bother with anything else. Uh, we probably won't see it uh, at Twitter at Miles Pod. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you, Ian. Thank you, sir. Thanks to Oscar. Thank you, sir. Take care. Bye bye.
2: Miles Offside is a Nate Whittam production.
1: Three in a row. Three wins for Palace. Three clean sheets. And for our teams this week. Da-da-da-da-da. A good week for the Miles Offside. Beefy boys. Pow.